What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu, Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bring your incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is co-founder of Gender Equity and Reconciliation International, also known as Jerry. She is an author, an ordained interfaith minister, and the co-director of Satyana Institute. Please welcome Cynthia Bricks. Cynthia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's such a joy to be here. Uh, it's great to have you. Uh, I'm super excited to get into this kind of conversation. I guess first, let's start off and talk about what Gender Equity and Reconciliation Institute does and is all about. Well, we have been around 31 years um, and we have three program areas, which I'll dive into in just a few moments. But the essence okay. of it is we bring people together, women, men, people of all gender identities and expressions together in convening safe space for people to share their story, their mm. personal story in a safe place, their story around gender and sexuality, sharing it without shame or blame, but and leaning into it with compassion, with heartfulness, with love, yeah. really sinking in and being able to hear the deep truth of how we all are in this mix together and how we've suffered through and are suffering through the pain and pain of, of the patriarchy, if you will, or the pain of how we've been conditioned to be women and men um, in the gender we are. And so, um, it, it, it's a process of deep healing, of transformation. It includes everyone. So, you know, we really invite the men out there to know they're included too. We're all yeah. a gender um, at some level. And this is a way to come together and really um, be able to share our story. We had the Me Too movement. We still have the Me Too movement that we saw throughout the world where women's voices came forward and shared about the, the violations that have happened to them. And what was missing for me, we so needed that. We so needed that place and that platform for women's voices to come out. What was missing for me were the men's voices, mm. the voices of men who have also suffered and often silently suffered in the patriarchal system. And mm. once all are at the table, including the LGBTQ plus people, um, when we're at the table, we can really dive into the experiences we have and um, not shy away from them and know we'll come out together and then we can honor each other. We can rejoice and come into not only a deeper understanding of one sure. another, but a higher reverence for one another. I love that. And so I, I think that is probably even more necessary for um, an organization like this with, you know, our society is experiencing more transgender people, right? And in the, the LGBTQ, whatever, I don't like that. It just keeps getting longer and longer. So um, I, I, you know, I think that it's very interesting and I think it's very much needed. So what made you start this 30 years ago? Because it seems like you were ahead of the game considering where we are today. Yeah, so the other, I'm a co-founder, co-director of this program. And um, my partner, who is also my husband, William Keepen, founded the, the work 31 years ago. He's okay. an environmental scientist, a, a quantum mathematician. Oh, and wow. 
Um, and he was working in the activist community, scientific community at that time. And what was happening in the organization was the Me Too. The, the older men were hitting on the younger women, and the women were not finding a place to speak about it, and they were leaving. They were leaving their sure. jobs. And so a group of them, including Will, brought uh, came together and said, we need to address what's happening here. And wow. so they created a, a little forum to bring the issues forward. And what exploded in that moment was, um, it. well, what exploded was an explosion. Sure, yeah. <laughs> because the little forum that they, uh, the container they had created wasn't strong enough yeah. to contain the magnitude of what was being released in the truth telling. And so um, several of them said, you know, we have an earth to save. We have a world to save. Yeah. Uh, let's put this lid back on Pandora's box and get out there and do the work we need to do. And Will and a small group of them said, no, this is the work. This is at root cause. Hmm. And so they continued to develop the workshop model and then they start getting invitations from uh, yeah. universities, from clergy, from uh, other activists, NGOs, and taking the work out. It started very organically and, and has grown over time. Uh, eventually, we got invitations from South Africa, from wow. India to bring the work there. And that's made us more international. Again, we were just doing workshops and courses over time. And when I joined about 23 years ago, 24 this year, um, uh, we they were deciding to do a training. And okay. so that was the beginning of the training uh, of our work. And now we're worldwide and we've trained many, hundreds of uh, uh, facilitators in this work who are implementing the workshops all around the world. In about 18 countries, we have introduced the work at this point. And I just like to say the kind of the um, uh, premise of the work, I guess, I'm trying to yeah. think of the work. But the um, what came out of that er the early days, because it was an environmental community of activists and scientists who were working at that level, climate change 31 years ago, sure. they were addressing these issues. And one of the things that they came up to is the question of, are there parallels between the exploitation of the earth and the exploitation of women? Hmm. And of course, we that's know a deep, the that's answer a to that work. We're raping the earth, and so so is true the violation of women and girls. And again, I go back to saying it's not equal. I don't think, but there's a violation happening to all people on this earth. We are all in this mix, and we all belong at the table to come into healing and and transformation and higher higher respect of and understanding of right relationships with one another. Well, absolutely. I think that there, we're all a work in process or, or progress, whatever you want to say. So what comes out of, what are some positive things that come out of those workshops that you're doing around the world? Well, I'll tell you a little story of, of one of the workshops. Okay. Um, we had a, a workshop where a woman came and she had no idea what was going on, what was going to happen. She was so excited to be there. She worked at a grassroots level with other women. Okay. She came in and at first she started telling her story, but she told it in third person. And as the story developed, she um, eventually said that she and her children had an agreement that they'd never share this story 
um, because it was a family secret. Sure. First, we told it we do a process where we um, do a silent witnessing process where we ask questions and people are invited to stand if the question is true for them. So okay. an example of that is, um, as a woman, have you ever feared uh, walking the streets alone because you are a woman? Hmm. Typically, every woman stands for that. Hmm. Uh, when that same question is asked of the men, and this is a binary that I'm giving sure. you, and of course, right. we open it up with all genders. Um, as a man, have you ever feared walking the streets alone because you're a man? Typically, no or very few stand right. for that. Right. I will say uh, black and brown men, men of color or indigenous men will stand for that question because the safety issue is quite different. Wow, okay. Them. Um but in this story, I'll, I'll give her a different name. Elena um, uh, came and she started telling her story in first person. And it, and she said that her um, she was married for like 25 years and her husband was very abusive and he would literally hang the babies over the banister oh, and threaten to God. drop them with her below ready to catch them. And at one point, she um, was in the kitchen and he came and he was demanding money from her because she was the working person in the household. And and she refused. He came at her with a knife then and she refused. And she threw the hot oil from the stove that she was oh, cooking wow. on him and he ended up having her arrested and thrown in jail. And that only worked as long as he until he didn't have any more money and then um, brought her back. He also moved his mistress into the house and made her and the children sleep in the bathroom in the toilet area. For years, this was going on. And she lived in this abusive situation. And finally, he died. And this freedom came to her and her children. But they kept this oh. family secret. And she started telling this story first by standing in that silent witnessing, just in silence. She could stand yeah. for her truth. Then in the women's group, she started sharing more. Then in the men's, then with the whole group, the whole right. plenary men present. And at the end of that workshop, after sharing her story, she just felt so free yeah. and liberated from all the sharing. She was in just such a different place. Yeah. About a week after that, Will and I saw her and she came running up to us and she said, Cynthia and Will, I have to tell you that after that workshop, yeah. I went to my husband's grave and I was able to forgive him for everything he had done. Then I knew where his mistress lived and I hadn't seen her in over 30 years. And I knocked on her door and, and she came and she was in a wheelchair and she said, Elena, I've been thinking about you all week. Wow. Well, the workshop just happened the last week. Yeah. And she said, I think come, she invited her in. And then she said, I think I'm in this wheelchair because of all the horrific, horrible things I did to you and your children. Yeah. And Elena and she were able to reconcile, to come into a place of deeper forgiveness. Now, nothing we did in that workshop, I mean, we, you know, we facilitate the process. It's very skillful. It's very mindful. But it was Elena showing up and being able to share truth in safety that brought that level of, of transformation, of healing, of ability to go and reconcile with this mistress and her, her husband who had died. Yeah. Um, 
after that workshop, then, uh, or during the workshop, what we do is we go through the activities. Yeah. And then at the end, we don't want to stay in the place of going, okay, we all shared our truth. And now yeah. how are we feeling now? That feels great. But we do ceremonially, we do um, uh, ceremonies, honoring ceremonies, and the women create a ceremony for the men, the men create a ceremony for the women. And if it's an LGBTQ a ceremony, it's a ceremony created for everyone. Okay. And so, um, and, and these ceremonies are just amazing. And during Elena's ceremony, the men had us outside the room and they brought us in. And when we came in, there was a whole stack of chairs, one upon another, you know, the metal chairs, (laughs) like a tower up and the men made this statement what to uh, of 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 being committed yeah. to dismantling the patriarchy and that moment two men pulled the bottom legs of the chair and the whole thing came crashing down wow. and the women just went oh you know yeah. we were speechless had no idea i mean just this loud sound and then they came through, uh, with a, a bowl of water and towels and lotion and they they asked they asked permission if they could wash the women's hands Mm. And they and they did that. And Elena and several of the women had never felt the safe touch of a man before. Mm. And so they washed her hands and and kind of a cleansing of yeah. everything that had been shared, you know, it was washed away, not not forgotten. Not sure. forgotten because we don't forget the things that have happened to us. But wow. another level of being able to be in a place of of again liberation of freeing ourselves breaking the chains of those things that bind us and so through the ceremonial process that was allowed to happen and these men that were doing this um commitment many of them are still involved with wow. the work and and this actual this workshop happened in South Africa but stories universally like this are all around the world um that we hear in our work um, some are as, as simple as, you know, he hadn't washing the dishes enough. He hadn't yeah. taken off the trash or, or with the LGBTQ, um, issues, um, you know, the, 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 the level of safety on the streets of what's happening. Can I walk the streets as a, as a queer person and feel safe? Yeah. And the answer is no, I can't. Right. So to be able to come into a place and be heard or be understood for wanting to make the transition in my body from, you know, as a transgendered person um, into a different place and be recognized that while I might be transitioning from being a man to a woman or a woman to a man, I still have this whole life before that had happened that I am not, I I've got to recognize the yeah. whole of who I am. So these kinds of things start coming out and sharing and, and we learn from each other. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Her story was very intense. It was. And it, it demonstrates the power of forgiveness, yeah. the power of reconciliation, the power of, of love, I'd say. Well, the um, forgiveness is more for her to heal than for them. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, yeah. that's just, but for how many years did she, was she caught up in that? 30 years, 25 30. with her husband and 30, she had seen the, hadn't seen the mistress. So yeah, it's powerful. And 
what happens in the work is, you know, men know about women's pain and suffering. I'm putting it in the binary here. Sure. Men know, know like reading about it, or maybe they hear about it from, you know, family members or whatever. But when they hear the collective voices of women, they really get it. Yeah. It's like, whoa, you yeah. know, okay. It's not just my sister or my wife or my mother speaking about it. Sure. It's women's voices speaking about it. And the same happens for women. Often after that silent witnessing process, women are like, wow, I had no idea that men are suffering at the level they are. I mean, for example, yeah. the men warfare right now that is happening in many places around the world, women are involved too, but many times men are the ones drafted in and they're losing their life or they can't oh. be with families or there's that's part of the patriarchal system that oppresses men. The high suicide rates of mm -hmm. men, men yeah. have higher suicide rates. Violence against uh, women is high, you know, uh, of course it is, but the violence male to male is actually higher mm. in the United States than it is for male to female violence. But we don't talk about that. Um, now, when, can so you give us like, can you give us some numbers? I've never heard that before. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I can pull them up while we're on here. It's in the book. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'll try to pull it up while we're talking and bring it back. But can you give uh, us an example of what that means? Male to male violence? Well, um, uh, just the bullying in high school, for example, okay. or elementary school or whatever, the peer pressure over and over. We hear stories about uh, boys that are kind of forced into fighting. Sure. Um, violence in bars, violence on the streets, you know, the kind of the bro code, the yeah. bro code of I'm going to be competitive. I'm going to be the sure. one out here um, pushing the limits. Um, so there's yeah. a lot of examples of it. Um, those are a few. And um, but there's a there's a bro code kind of idea of what it is to be a man. The sure. Oh, absolutely. The yeah. machismo. And that also involves, you know, being one up, being yeah. stronger, being protecting my my woman kind of thing. You yeah. Know? Hi, guys. This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. I'm here to share another exciting partnership with you. I have joined forces with doTERRA. They are the leading provider of high quality essential oils. I've got some here. I like to consume the ones that are consumable. So like sweet orange is really great. I also really, really love their toothpaste. Natural whitening and kind of really helps clean your mouth. You know, we do carry a lot of germs in our mouth, but I've loved the toothpaste. I've ordered it many times. These are some supplements. Here is the Lifelong Vitality Pack. Really great products, high quality products. Definitely recommend it. I also really love the collagen. NMN is a proven anti-aging product. So the collagen and the NMN together is a world game changer. I'm big into collagen. I believe it. I've been taking it for like 20 years before it's even gotten so popular. And that's probably why I maintain my skin elasticity my hair and nails, I highly recommend checking out doTERRA if you're a fan of high quality essential oils. Not all essential oils are created the same. Go click the links in the descriptions, sign up, or take advantage of one of my bundles that I'm recommending to you with, with the toothpaste, also the cleaning products and the supplements. So you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you and stay tuned for more to come. 
I'm seeing a little bit more of a movement though with some of the, a lot of the men that I talk to on my show that are embracing this vulnerable side of themselves and are Absolutely. that are encouraging it that they don't have to lead with they still have to be masculine but not lead with that typical stereotypical masculine machismo what that you said side of themselves where they it is okay for them to be more vulnerable and that's a place for men to heal and actually become stronger and in a much better sense than this macho attitude. So I've been seeing that with, there's a lot of men out there doing a lot of incredible work that are trying to encourage other men to embrace this new, new movement. And that's exactly what needs to happen, right? The men need to be encouraging the men and teaching the boys and all of this, which is so beautiful to see the men in our work are doing that for sure. Um, What I've heard, what's been challenging for some of the men in our work is they start changing and then they find themselves in, you know, friendships that are no longer uh, viable because if they start calling their male friends out, the other men will go, what, what's wrong with you? You know, why why are you breaking the code? You're breaking the code here, man. Well, that's somebody that needs to grow, obviously. I mean, the men that are, that are, have the courage to step up and start having more of those deeper conversations, obviously have have like experienced a lot of growth. Let's talk about the book. So the book is called Gender Equity and Reconciliation, 30 Years of Healing the Most Ancient Wound in the Human Family. So um, who is this book for? This book is for everyone. And Uh many people have said that they, um, read the book and it it's transformative in itself, which is just wonderful to hear. So you don't have to show up at a workshop or anything, read the book. And that's That'll give you some yeah. of the components. You know, it's, it's a thick book. It's a, okay. it's kind of our, um, it's 31 years of our yeah. work. So it really yeah. documents the work over many countries, many sectors over the gender differences, gender identities, um, and so it's broken up in or separated into different sections, okay. um, of both country and also I mentioned the three program areas. We have a program called Me Too to We Together right. that is in the binary, primarily for women and men, but everyone's invited. We okay. have an LGBTQ program, and that's uh, very fluid and so um, that that's operating, and that's also these are the sections in the book as well. Okay. Okay. And then we have a BIPOC program for Black Indigenous people of color, and okay. that's also identified in the book. So this is a narr- the the book is full of stories of narratives. Okay. It tells about the work, but you can pick it up, open it up, and get a story going. Sure. And it goes through both the challenges and the and the stories of the people, but it also goes through their healing components and goes through how how the honorings happen, which is kind of the full circle, right? I love it. Yeah. And just real quick, I want to just hit on the most ancient wound in the human family. What does that mean? Well, it's some of what I was saying of what um, yeah. is a root cause. It's like this has been going on for thousands of years, maybe from the time, uh, you know, that human beings came into existence. Sure. And so um, we're saying it's one of the deepest wounds in the human family. And until we can start working to transform that, we're not going to get very far until the violence against women and girls, the violence against LGBTQ, the violence against us all um, starts, starts to stop happening. um, And we, you know, don't um, move beyond it. 
yeah to keep um replicating what we've cycle. always been yeah, the yeah, the we're seeing cycle. it in yeah we're seeing it in the wars and all the trauma uh, the the um the uh horrific problems that are happening right now around yeah. the world what i want to bring forward however with that is what we don't hear about in the news is all the people out there doing amazing transformational work yeah. our work and and all the people you've interviewed the work you're doing here you know we don't hear about that and no. there's so much hopefulness in that that Absolutely. there is and i often like to say that there we're in a three step uh, process and maybe you've heard this before of you know we're in um a place of triage where a lot's happening and we got to tend to the wounded and the dying. We're in a place of hospice where yeah. things are dying off. And we're also in the, we're also the midwives of what the new civilization on earth is going to look like. Hmm. And all three of those are happening simultaneously. Yeah. So where are we focusing our attention? What are we giving our life energy to? And, and if we can do this and do it as a collective and move through it with yeah hope and light and love, then we are going to come through it in a whole new place and heal the root causes of what's keeping us oppressed. I love it. Where can people find you, connect with you, learn more and purchase the book? Okay. Um, you can learn about us on grworld.org. That is okay. our website. We're also on all social media under Jerry or Gender Equity and Reconciliation International. You can learn about the book on from that website. You can buy it at any bookstore or Amazon or any of your favorite places to go. Um, and we'd love to have some of your reviews on how you're feeling about the book. Uh, that'd be great Excellent. to boost us along. Um, we have some programs coming up. We have a program. Let me find my notes here so I can tell you exactly when it is. Um, we have a free program coming up on February 3rd. So okay. jump online. You can get a taste of the work, um, meet a few of the facilitators, but it's an experiential process. Then we're also um, doing a Collaborative program with Bioneers Learning, February 10th to March 23rd. That's a live online. A lot of our work is online, and and but also in person. We have Brisbane, Australia, Seattle, wow. Washington in the U.S., Vienna, Austria. Uh, okay. We're in Germany this uh, summer. And then we have an LGBTQ program um, online, March 13th to April 24th. So um, we invite you, please come everyone belongs at the table and we want you to be there with us. We've got to create this new civilization. Yes. Together, Excellent. You, know? you guys and put those links in the show notes. So if you connected with Cynthia today, what she shared and want to learn more, go click those links, go follow on social and go purchase the book on your favorite platform. Cynthia, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? Ooh, huh. I, I just encourage everyone to find what you are passionate about. And if mm -hmm. you don't know what you're passionate about, find something that breaks your heart and follow that longing in your heart to make a change in the world. Yeah. We need everyone to be bringing that forward. It may be in your family. It may be in your personal relationship. It may be helping a stranger on the street. Yes. It may be a big project like we're leading forward, but Find what it is that breaks your heart and follow that with love and mm. you will 
be helping to transform this world that needs you. Absolutely. That was beautiful. Cynthia, thank you so much for the work that you and your husband are doing and continue to do. I look forward to seeing you make a lasting impact and change on the world. So thank you very much. We honor you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Be well. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.